Welcome to Welcome Heart, Living a Legacy Life podcast. My name is Sue Donaldson, speaker, author, and creator of WelcomeHeart.com. What better legacy than to open our hearts to God and open our lives and homes to others? Jesus said, love me, love your neighbor. Sounds like a legacy life to me. Thank you for joining me. Hello, today I get to introduce you to my old, old friend. He is a little bit older than me, not very, by very much, Cal. Cal Samuels and I taught high school together a long, long time ago, and we are both active on Facebook. So we've stayed up a little bit with what we've done, though I've just heard a long history, longer history than mine. I have to stop saying that, Cal. Cal, thank you so much for joining us here at Welcome Heart, Living a Legacy Life. You are living a legacy life, and I'm excited to have you share because as my pastor says, we don't retire, we just retread. (laughs) And as you just said, it's as long as the Lord gives gas in the tank, what happens? I'm going to roll, baby. <laughs> I'm going to keep on rolling. Okay, Cal Samus, tell, tell us a little bit about your family first, and then uh, not the whole history of your career, but part of it. And you are an ex-Marine, is that correct? There, there, technically, there's no such nope. thing as an ex-Marine. We're what? all called former. Former Marines. Marine. So sorry. So sorry. Once a Marine, always a Marine. You're a retired pastor. Um, you ta- Did you pa- teach Bible when I taught school with you? I did. Okay. And now you're even a couple English classes. You've been retired. Oh yeah. I remember that. And you've been retired so many different times and yet the Lord has called you back into teaching. So Cal introduce your family a little bit about what you're doing now, and then we'll get into the legacy questions. Okay. Thanks Sue. Um, I grew up in Virginia, small town, loved it. Uh, Went to Marines right out of high school, became a Christian. My last year in the Marines. Oh, tell us that story. How did you get saved in the Marines of all places? Well, go back to Vietnam. My friend Henry, who was from New York, we were stationed together back in Cherry Point for two years. And we'd actually volunteered to go to get orders. So we got orders. They call them Westpac, Western Pacific. That meant Vietnam. So we got orders. We went to Okinawa uh, for several days. And um, we were on the flight deck ready to get on the plane to go to Vietnam. And a guy came out and had a clipboard. So if I call your name, get on that plane, you're going to Japan. So we did. We went to Iwakuni, Japan. And we were there. Uh, were you disappointed that you had to go to Japan oh, instead of Vietnam? We were, we were devastated. We were devastated. <laughs> we were ready to jump in the water and start swimming, but it was a little bit too far. So we um, we we were there and and um, uh, started doing what a lot of Marines do, just you know, going out in the in the village. We call it the bill uh, in the town, uh, hitting the bars and that kind of stuff. So anyway, my Hen- my my friend Henry got uh, saved through a navigator ministry, and five days later, led me to the Lord. He waited up for me to come in from town at two in the morning. How the big Bible and flashlight shined John 3.16, and I'd heard it, but it never had clicked, and so I believed it, and mm. that was my conversion point. May 15th, 1972, wow. AM, uh, BMFA 334 Squadron. Hey, um, when you say you've heard, you had heard John 3.16 before, were you raised in church in Virginia? I, I went to a little Baptist church uh, mm-hmm. in, in Virginia all the time, all the way through high school, and then Heard the gospel and it never clicked, you know, bits and pieces here and there. Believed in Jesus, didn't know really what I believed, but uh, yes. Hmm. So you believed in Jesus, but you didn't accept him as your savior until. That is, that's correct. Yeah. I got wow. involved in the navigator ministry, learning about discipleship. And uh, so that was the, that time. Now, family, um, I was working with the state on the left coast here, uh, working uh, 
uh, in the lake capacity with the navigators. Oh. And, um, met my hey, wife. Would you just uh, explain what the navigators are? I mean, I grew up knowing what they are, but maybe someone listening today doesn't know what the navigators are. Yeah, it's a, it's a Christian uh, ministry uh, started by a gentleman named uh, Dawson Trotman in like the, the 1930s. And then they um, spread, make just the emphasis was making discipleship mm. uh, along the same line as Campus Crusade, uh, Campus Life and different ones. Uh, at that time, the navigators worked with, with um, mostly military personnel um, mm. on all the ships throughout uh, and, and the bases throughout World War II and just continued. And they broaden their ministry to uh, collegians and and uh, businesses and and so forth. So, well, you know what? My husband got saved the first week of college, just like you got saved your first first five days in Japan. Uh, someone was coming to his dorm room to talk to his roommate about the Lord. He was in varsity. The person coming, okay. another campus ministry, and saved my husband instead. Who had, who had probably heard the gospel in the Methodist church growing up in Iowa, but didn't click for him either. But later when he was uh, training to be a doctor, he was, he got into the navigators. So the navigators got him memorizing scripture. And since he has that doctor brain, he's pretty good. He still remembers his high school Spanish and probably a lot of scripture. So uh, yeah, it was amazing what the navigators do. So at that point, they had gotten into the university setting, um, not just, but it did start with the military. I'd forgotten that. Okay, so you got saved, you got out of the military, you got your college degree, and then what? Well, I um, I got uh, got married um, my second, uh, going into my third year, my junior year in um, in college, and finished at Cal State Fullerton, and uh, was involved in navigator ministry and Chuck Swindoll's church in Fullerton. Oh, wow. uh, working with the high school and the youth. So a lot from Woody Christian were involved in that. Mm -hmm. And um, so I, I finished college. I went, uh, I, I got a job teaching uh, Bible and English at uh, Woody Christian. And of course, that's where we met. And then you took off down uh, to Brazil. Brazil. Mm -hmm. and, uh, so I stayed there three years and left and went to San Diego um, and worked three years there. And um, we had our first uh, child when I was still teaching at Whittier. And then uh, uh, two more when we, we were uh, at San Diego. Uh, I, I left teaching and went to corporate work. So um, Pam and I have been married at, uh, 46 years, it'll be 47 years this mm. July. Mm. She's put up with me that long. She just shot me a long time ago. Um, <laughs> uh, Cal, Cal, when you sent me your bio, you said you're passionate about disciple making. I'm sure that came from uh, the early years with navigators and their emphasis. I always thought their emphasis was the word of God, but I guess that does go into disciple making. What has, uh, have you yourself been discipled and what impact did that make on your life? Well, when, when I was in Japan at Iwakuni, um, I, I was a new Christian and uh, a guy named Mark Bell uh, took me under his wing. He met with me weekly. I didn't know at first what all he was doing. <laughs> but uh, met weekly, he took me through the design for discipleship studies. Oh. We memorized a topical memory system, which your husband had. And mm -hmm. um, I learned it all in the King James, just like that. And then mm -hmm. they changed to a new American standard. So I, I had to uh, redo it. Memorize it. And since some, there are some verses, even today, I've memorized like out of four different verses. So I just came up with the, the Cal's reverse slandered version. I'm not sure what it is. <laughs> So the anyway, Cal, Cal was, they, 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 they teach to know Christ and make him known. And that was the emphasis. 
They help you one-on-one discipleship, how to become a Christian, uh, how to deal with the issues, how to pray, uh, the, what we call the basics of Christianity. And then they teach you the 2 Timothy 2, 2 principle, things which you've heard from uh, uh, that Paul told Timothy, things which you've heard from me in the presence of many people. These entrust to other mm. uh, faithful people who will be able to teach others also. So I, I've, I've just done that uh, my, my adult life. I mean, mm. I... I it doesn't matter where I am. It's just the Lord has given me people to to uh, to pour into. And um, although I teach now, I have 160 students at Linfield Christian High. Um, Wednesday, I meet with a, a group of guys. Everybody else comes in my room to eat, and it's all noisy, and they're doing the microwave. I got my few guys right there, and we're mm. going good stuff. Wow. So wonderful. Um, when you got back and you were saved, was that a shock to your family? And did they all come alongside or were they already Christians and were waiting for you? Um, kind of half and half. My brother wasn't, all, all my friends, they, 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 you know, when I tell them they pass out because I was the guy <laughs> you were the, who voted you were the worst. My, uh, my senior um, year, I was voted life of the party and best dancer. So that kind of characterized my my high school. That's why I had to go in the Marines because I I met, partied around and didn't have a good enough grades to get into college. So wow, wow. Uh, but yes, it was a good chance to share testimonies. But uh, some of my family um, uh, took issue with it. Um, some were, were were glad. My mom and older sister. Um, I think they were all glad. My my my. I have four four. Um, there are four of us in the family. I'm the youngest. So, at any rate, um, uh, it, it wasn't bad. They, they, they basically accepted. They accept my, my brother had a little bit of time, but he came around. Hmm. Uh, what gives you the greatest joy in teaching God's word? Because you've done it your whole adult life, um, and now you're doing it at 73 to a bunch of high school students who can be kind of squirmy. So how do you uh, translate your passion for God's word? I guess that's two different questions to these high school kids. Grace, a lot of grace, a lot, a lot of mercy. Um, threatened to throw them in the pond at times. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I try to, to boil it down to where they are. Um, I have a lot of international students who've never mm. heard the gospel. Mm. And um, wow. I have uh, a lot of students. They're, they're a little over 400 students in our high school. Um, and, and a lot of ne- are unchurched. They've never been churched. And then you have... Uh, those who, who know the Lord and not every one of those really follow the Lord. Our, our, our former principal said, we have three kinds of people at Linfield. We have um, uh, believers, unbelievers, and make-believers. So, oh, that's interesting. Make-believers. So as far as teaching it, I, you know, I, I just, um, I, I really incorporate a lot of my background. The Lord's afforded me a lot of different experiences in the corporate world and teaching in military and your own, your own family, your kids too, who've struggled. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. And um, so uh, I, I, I make it real. Uh, you know, they love to hear all my crazy wild stories from my younger days. And I said, but look, guys, this is what I learned. This is what happened. And this is what God's word says. I always tell them I stress. I said, sin promises one thing, but produces another. Say and that again. Say that again. Sin promises one thing, but produces another. Mm-hmm. Always. And, you know, I tell them, you know, all the things that kids get into, you know, the drugs and sex and everything else. Um, and so I, I you know, I, I, I just stress upon them the cost of it. And, and 
boy, what, what Christ has to give in abundance where you don't need external things to fulfill you. Um, mm. So I, I really do have fun. I tell the kids first day, I says, I'm old, it's evident, but my age is only in my body and probably have a younger spirit than some of you. And that's <laughs> true. I think some of those kids are born old. Oh, yeah. That's just a personality, isn't it? So, you know, this podcast is about living a legacy life, and I know you are right now, but what legacy do you want to be known for from those who know and love you? Well, it is it, a combined, I, I call it kind wisdom. Mm, what do you mean? Kind wisdom. Um, you know, the, the Lord has afforded uh, me a certain degree of wisdom in, in, in my years. I don't see it as such, but people tell me, they'll write notes and they say, thank you for your wisdom. And they'll call me this, and they'll call me that. And I thought, they got the right guy. Uh, and, you know, and so that's kind of good because I'm out of the way and they, what they see is Christ and, right. and his wisdom and, and, and kindness. You know, I, I, I guess I always had a, a certain degree, but, you know, back in uh, my, my young, up until the time of Christ, uh, I was very selfish. I was very fun, loving, party going, but it was all for me. Mm-hmm. And, and um, so it, it, it took a while to, uh, for the for the fruit of the spirit to, to really um, take hold and start manifesting itself through uh, through my every, everyday life. I, the, the, you know, Proverbs uh, nine uh, ten says, "Fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom." And that fear, as I tell my kids, is two sided coin. You fear God like you fear your father after you've messed up. He mm-hmm. he's a transcendent, awesome power but then you fear him reverentially where you want to run to him and hug him. And, uh, and that's the way God is. And that's, that's wisdom living your life that way. Um, someone, somebody said, um, they asked a guru, how did you become so wise? He says, well, I learned how to make right decisions. And they said, how did you learn to make right decisions? You've heard this by making wrong decisions. Oh, so I've made a lot of mistakes. So that's why they think it's wisdom. I think oh, I've been there before. Um, but the main thing is just, you know, I, I, I want to imitate the master. Um, when, when Jesus, these are three things I teach in discipleship, three C's, I call them. When, uh, when Jesus said, follow me, he meant to take on my character, my conduct and my calling. And so that's what I stress upon the kids. That's what I stress upon people. I, I want to share that in a kind way, in a wise way that that god uses to get to to their heart of the matter mm-hmm. uh, micah 6 8 uh so, so simplifies the christian life it's one of my favorite verses and uh he's told you oh man what is good what's the lord require of you do justice love kindness and walk mm-hmm. humbly with mm-hmm. god so that's well, that's the wisdom uh, I had an uh, international student a couple of years ago who wrote a letter of Thanksgiving to me and left it when he, when he left. And he says, Mr. Samuels is an old guy who loves being kind and gives kids candy. Cold <laughs> <laughs> candy, man. Well, you've watched the world kind of implode the last few years. And um, when Micah 6, 8 says the main thing is to do just to do justly, which means to live and work for justice. Um, how do you see your life doing that? Well, I, I, I can't, it's, it's, it's too easy to get, to get sucked into the media and, mm-hmm. and the flow. Um, I, I'm reading uh, Dr. Jeremiah's book right now um, on where do we go from here? And he's talking a lot about these issues. I've, I've read Piper on it. I've um, read, read several key authors, but um, I, I, I have to stay 
stay focused on 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 Christ. Um, hmm. uh, the Hebrew says, "Fixing your eyes on Him, the Author." You know, you, we can't get tangled. We have to take those entanglements off. Mm -hmm. Fixing your eyes on Jesus, the Author and Perfecter of faith. So that's a daily commitment. Um, I, I I love. There's a Jewish concept. Um, uh, I love Lois uh, Teberberg's book, uh, "Walking in the Dust of Rabbi Jesus." In fact, I had a T-shirt made that says um, uh, Kedush Hashem. And Kedush Hashem is, is, a, is a Hebrew concept that means hallow the name. Mm -hmm. And to the Jews, if you say that, they know it. They will encourage each other. If, if you meet someone and you say goodbye to him, we say Shalom, Kedush Hashem. Uh, it, it means hallow the name, honor the name of God, especially among unbelievers. And if I, if I act and respond, you guys are wrong. These politicians, these social people, these goofballs, these, that's going to do nothing to draw people. You know, we, people ask me, why are you living in crazy California? I said, well, it, it's a very dark place. And God yes. puts light in very dark places. It shows it, up more, too. If we're, if we're doing the right job, Cal, it shows up more, too. Yeah. <laughs> Um, have you uh, had to overcome any obstacles in your life to live a life of kind wisdom? Yeah, you know, every, I, I, I tell our kids, uh, my kids at school all the time, I said, you know what, we operate on default. And, and our, our whole entire system, uh, everything about us, our psyche, our mind, our emotions, they've been distorted, not destroyed, but distorted through sin. And um, so it's, the default is to do what you want to do selfishly and mm -hmm. expect the world to revolve around you. And um, you, you know what? I thought, well, maybe by the time I get 40, I won't have that issue. And maybe <laughs> by the time I get 50, I won't have this issue. And maybe by the time I get 60, I won't have this issue. You know what? It's, it's, it's still a daily thing. Um, uh, just, I've learned that the only way, uh, to live is to die, as scripture said, mm -hmm. as the Lord said. And I, you know, just, I, I ask God for the grace to die day by day. Mm -hmm. And I, I tell him, I said, Lord, don't, don't let me get in the way of your plans and what you want to do and who and how you want to reach. Um, but there's no plateau in the Christian life. So you have to go back to the navigators. We talked about the basics. You have to have a daily intake of God's word. You have to be in fellowship. You have to pray. You have to be involved in, in uh, sharing and helping people grow uh, in Christ. So um, I, I, the, the challenge is to model. And, and uh, every day I, I uh, almost, I, I pray um, Paul's wisdom to, to Timothy. And he said, be an example of the believers in speech and conversation or in speech in conduct and love and faith and in purity. Hmm. And it's funny, I don't know if it's priority necessarily, but speech is the first thing. Yeah. So that's, that's always, uh, always thought I had the gift of, of uh, criticism and, and uh, 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 complaining. Maybe uh, Thomas Jefferson's Bible has that, but mine didn't. So <laughs> I, I could not use those. So uh, I, I asked the Lord to make me that model and I wanna uh, teach, show and let them go. That's what wow. you did. Teach them, show them, and let them go. That's that, that's that conduct, um, uh, the character conduct and calling of, of being a. a mm. It sounds like a parent's calling as well. That, yes. Yeah, absolutely. wonderful. Yeah, um, it, it's more and, thought than taught. 
Yeah, I was told that when my kids were little, I thought, but it's so much easier to teach them than to show them what to do right. (laughs) Oh my goodness. So how does your life uh, embody the welcoming heart of God? Um, let me give you an example of school. Okay. Um, I, I, Pam and I both have always had a very giving nature. We, we love to support. We haven't been on the mission field on short-term things, but we, we love supporting missionaries. So giving is a, is a thing, but, but, but giving ourselves, um, uh, to others, um, I, I don't know if I mentioned that, that on Fridays, I give my kids at school candy. No, you didn't. I, just, I, have, a, I have a whole, they, they call it Papa Sam's journal store. I, I have these cupboards. So on Friday, I give them candy, but uh, that's kind of uh, morphed and grown into something else. I bring in cheap bottles of water from Costco. And if they don't, if they don't have their water bottles, they can have a thing of water. Um, maybe a year or so ago, I started um, uh, bringing in these uh, cup of noodles. You, you buy the cheap mm-hmm. things for nine bucks at, at Sam's Club. So uh, if, if kids forget their lunch or they, or they didn't forgot their money or whatever, uh, they can come to me. Mm-hmm. And it, the word's gotten out. So kids I don't even teach and haven't had a student, they come in, Mr. Samuels, I don't have a lunch. Well, can I get a cup of noodles? So I gave them a cup of noodles. And sometimes I bring them candy. Sometimes in the morning I'll have uh, bagels for them and cream cheese. Wow. So I just, I just love uh, doing that. And, and, and that shows that's, uh, it's practical I, love. I, I think it's I, practical I kindness. Them, it is. I'm telling them guys, mm-hmm. you know, j- just as Jesus fleshed out God, we have to flesh him out mm-hmm. and we do that by actions, by our speech. And that's just, you, you know, I, I know your central, central point is, is hospitality. And, uh, to me, that that's, that's really been a big thing. And we do it at, you know, church have always done it. Um, uh, having uh, opening a house for life groups and things like that, or just having mm-hmm. people over. Or um, uh, I have uh, met with guys. We go out to um, a coffee shop or somewhere and uh, meet once a week and just you know eat nasty hamburgers and and uh, drink mm-hmm. coffee and just talk about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, so I- I- expressing it that way. Um, Facebook has kind of been a, a ministry for me. Um, In what way? You know, I do some blogging and, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, people frequently send me messages, ask me to counsel about this and that and the other. Mm. I'm former, former students. I, I am, you know, you, you asked earlier about if, if I was connected with former teachers. Some, but more students. I've had, mm. I've had students, um, James Joseph drove, drove down here from LA, brought his kids, wanted them to meet me one day. Wonderful. Yeah. I remember I had, him. I've had uh, missionaries who, work out of uh, San Diego uh, that I taught there, come up and meet with me. and uh, have Isn't it great? Yeah, it's fun. I love yeah, it. It's so fun. I mean, those high school kids, they could just suck the life out of you, but you still have so much life left in you. And yeah. they will take every little bit because they don't want to talk to their parents during that age, but they'd like to talk to yeah. someone who will give them uh, a cup of cold water in Jesus name. Cal, you have been a delight and such an encouragement and God bless you in all your hosting and all your mentoring and all your teaching. Thank you, Thank so, you much. so much. Until next time, think about your legacy, the one God has called you to live all for heaven's sake. I would love to speak at your next Christian women's event. 
See my keynotes and retreat series as well as the show notes from today's broadcast at welcomeheart.com. Thanks for coming. You're always welcome here.